This is Messi Nagawa, brought to you by Council for Global Evangelization (CGE). Welcome to our in-depth table talk. Nothing is off the table. Well, welcome back. We're into episode two. We're going to continue where we left off last time, where we were talking about the demonization of Western Christian civilization so that we understand that it's taken a journey to get to 2022. We just haven't emerged with uh, chaos, even from the 60s, right? There, a lot of us think, oh, that, that revolution changed things in uh, Western society. Yeah, 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 you know, the whole hippie thing and all that. But in out of necessity, because of the nature of how we came into being in 1992 and onwards, you know, we started to see things. And as a ministry, as a ministry like you start to encounter things. So you start, uh, so through that journey of experiences and everything, and God leads us into research, we start reading, we start trying to grapple with these things ourselves. We find other people have been there before us grappling with the same thing. What's going on? So I'm going to let Ethan do it because he is the predominant researcher. <laughs> he has all the context. I, I love books. I love books. Um, and love reading, and I encourage you, um, Christians and others, to um, read your Bible, but also try to look at history and look at uh, timelines, what's happened to our societies. Um, but we're talking about the 100 years and assault Western Christian civilization and the problem of spiritualism, specifically dealing with Melbourne, the city that's been our base as a ministry, Council for Global Evangelization, as we travel the world uh, with the Great Commission, um, and uh, preaching Christ in stadiums, in nations and cities. Uh, so Melbourne was always the come home place and, and also the, the base um, of, of that kind of big, great thrust into nations. Speaking about Melbourne, uh, because uh, in recent times, I've had a discussion with Sharon here, uh, talk about our city of Melbourne. We it, She called it a lab and mm -hmm. I did an experiment. Um, when God visited me with the Holy Spirit and anointing and power, we began to go into the public square and actually making the Holy Spirit acceptable in society, say it's okay to have the Holy Spirit, say it's okay to talk about the Holy Spirit, not just in a cathedral, but also on the streets and not in the town halls and city halls, talking about Christ in universities. We did that. Mm -hmm. And and obviously there's always that pushback because our society has been under transformation uh, and over the last hundred years. So, but in our in my reading, I discovered that uh, a number of theologians have been grappling with the question what's happened to the Western world. So something about theologians. We in the beginning didn't really care much about theologians. We 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 thought, what do they really teach us? I mean, keep them in their seminaries, plash offices. They have no power, no anointing. They've never did what Billy Graham does, they never did what Ranat Bonket does, and 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 such other people that have done. The work of the gospel in, in at, after that you know the model of Paul and Jesus Christ. So, but we began to appreciate theologians. We began to discover that they do care about the church. They want to find answers, and we found that they, even though you know the Bible speaks about the Great Commission and the nations out there, we discovered you know even though evangelicals and Pentecostals and others want to go to India, they want to go to Indonesia, they want to go to Tibet, the theologians, especially we talk about Paul Tillich 
and Karl Barth. These are two eminent theologians. If you, if you really want to learn anything in theology, you've got to know about those two. Mm. Everyone has got their own favorite the theologian. But we've come to appreciate theologians, especially these two, because we found that they're ones who sort of want to chart the path for the gospel. They, they're interested in Jesus Christ, the four gospels. They, they, they want to get the gospel to the nations, but especially um, we found out that their main focus was the West, yeah. which is which is an anomaly. Um, you know, most of the church think about Africa. They think about Asia, India, you know, to the other people. But for the theologians, they talk about what's happened to the Western world. The Western world is their mission. Their focus was how do we transform this place? How can we bring Christ out of those gospels, the kingdom of God out of those gospels? How do we bring Paul? How do we bring, how can we, transform the culture, the secular society. That was their focus. Coincidentally, as a ministry, we began in the same way. We didn't do it in church. We went out there in the city. So we made Melbourne our focus. We discovered that, um, you know, if, if you're looking for principles and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, you won't find it in Ephesians chapter 6. You'll find it in Melbourne, in our city. We found there's an underground of demonic powers. We found their personalities in our city, very eminent people that are involved in occultism and powers. And, and you know, one man confronted me in one of my meetings in Melbourne and he said, you don't know anything about power. I looked at the man, he, he actually interrupted my meeting, stood in front of me. He says, I can, I can move tables mm. and you know nothing about power. And I just stood there. So we had people come from occultism confronting me in public events, in public, wanting to knock me down with their powers. So we, we were learning. We were on a learning curve. <laughs> it was. And uh, But speak about these two theologians, um, Tillich, Paul Tillich, and Kalba. They discovered around 1917, 1918, 1919, around the end of the, second, the First World War, that they've been looking for answers for the church. How do we turn things around in the Western world? How can we make the church talk about Christ uh, in a way that's effective? And they discovered, so obviously... For Tillich, though, he thought they should use Christian socialism to try to adapt Christianity to the time because we just had the revolution in Russia, 1917, kicking off this, the, the, this whole new thing called the Soviet Union. Uh, and the whole West is actually under assault already through socialism. In France, you've got communist parties. In Italy, all sorts of things we can talk about. If you read books, you get to know so much. But in the end, Tillich came up with an idea and he said, we just realized. And Kalbar just came around um, to this idea too. He was resistant in the beginning, but we just found that the West has been demonized. Spiritual spaces have been demonized. That was around 1917, 18, 19. So what they said was secular society becomes uh, demonically distorted. Those, those were their words. Yeah, yeah. And then they added something else. They said when secular society becomes demonically distorted, then the next stage is becomes empty. Empty of what is godly what is spiritual what is mm -hmm. what is christ what used to be christian civilization what used to be really christian society it's it's actually been drained out it becomes empty and then he said the next final phase is that secular um society falls so you use words like decline and and right now it's chaos yeah it is madness you look at america the politics Everything goes, everything is acceptable, everything is right. The origin is spiritualism. So um, Paul Tillich Kalbat, they want to find an answer. 
we, by default, found the answer when the anointing of the Spirit came. When God visited us in Melbourne and we began to take the gospel into the public square, we saw secular society, how distorted it's been, how empty it's become. We got to know because demon spirits began to talk. Yeah. Demons would speak in people, in the universities, in the, in the, in the public gardens where we put our tents, in the, yeah. in the town hall, in even today, even in recent time, we talk about the last few months. This is 2022, but in the last few months, we've tried and I've been walking, and then we set off something. People on the street turn around and look at us. One woman came to me in recent times. This is only just a few a few months ago, and she said to me, "I've been in I've, I've been a student of Buddhism for 30 years, but I think you're a famous man, you're a charismatic man." And she looked at me and she said, "I want to consume you," and I said, oh "My God." Imagine if the Christians don't Imagine like... if this happened to you as a Christian. <laughs> oh my God, they'd stone you, I think, because they'd be like, what are you She said she's been, she's been a student of Buddhism. She's one of the top, top people in Melbourne. Mm. I mean, when you look at a white Australian, blue-eyed blonde, and they tell you for 30 years they've been in Buddhism, you ask yourself the question, what happened to our society? Yeah, how, how did we... How did we end up here? But she saw something in me. So some, there's anointing and power yes. in our lives. Believe me, yes. we know what we're talking about. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about how much we underestimated. We underestimated the power of Christ in us. We did. Yeah, because, you know, the, as Christians, we're used to church. We're used to all those things. You know what I mean? Like, But when you come into that Holy Spirit power, the Holy Spirit anointing um the word of God that is actually provoking faith, hmm. the um, the power of the spirit that is coming upon you, coming into you all the time, then that was really our uh, part of our laboratory, if you like, hmm. in Melbourne, produced that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people we took it for granted because hmm. it was such a great time and we all loved one another and we were growing and changing. We took it for granted, the <laughs> nature of that spiritual environment and the capacity in our lives of, uh, you know, those the blessings of God and the life of God mm -hmm. and the wisdom of life God. in the spirit. We took it for granted, and you know, in the, in the, you know, in the phases of the ministry, in the phases mm -hmm. of time, and that that kind of the way it was happening morphed into a different way. So mm -hmm. we weren't in the same level of engagement in the one on one. You know what I mean? In a building or whatever. And suddenly you start to realise people really, um, it's like you look back and go, oh, my God, it was mm. so, like, we were really good then. I really want, I want to maintain that. To maintain that. And I want that in my life that's all the time. How do you maintain that? How do you maintain that level of anointed life? Well, when, How do you when we told sustain by, it? We were, faith. We, we were visiting a, a church leader in Melbourne and and the the question was asked you know like revival comes right mm -hmm. or or these breakthroughs of God whatever you want to call it moves of um, God. yeah moves of God come and everyone's excited and for a period of time it's there and then it uh tapers off it, it, it peters out and like why how why? how come we can't maintain it that was the question we were asked because you know, we were saying from 1992, it went on for years and years and years. It hasn't really stopped. Has never stopped. And they're like, but how? Because it, it, um, 
you know, in terms of church movements, like mm -hmm. Toronto seemed to disappear, you know, all those things seem to go. The revivals. Why? Why? The so they don't, we're, we're saying that in the, in the context we understood that this anointing is going to be, it's, it's coming up against this spiritualism in a culture um, and the Tillich and the and Kalbat, Kalbat they're, they're saying, they've said over 100 years ago, yeah. this is what we've understood is the problem, as in they've arrived at some kind of conclusion. See, um, why does it dissipate? Why does it um, taper off and vanish? Because we have not understood the purpose of it, why God sent it in the first place. For us, it was a time of learning. It was a time of growing. It was a time of of developing and growing in phases and, and leaps and bounds. And in fact, then coming up also with understanding of what is in the scriptures in terms of roadmap, where did Paul go? Mm -hmm. What did Jesus want? Mm -hmm. When we began to think, put things of the spirit in that context, then this thing stays. It doesn't go away. Absolutely. Because Jesus said, I am with you to the close of the age. This work is meant to be maintained and sustained. Yeah. Yeah. The, the work of power Signs and wonders. It began with Jesus. The scripture, speaking tongues here, uh, if you know what that means. But the Bible speaks about the great salvation which began to be spoken by the Lord, which was confirmed by those that heard him. This is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 4. Um, how it was confirmed with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. This thing is supposed to be sustained. There's a faith that's sustained sustains it. There's a learning, a growth, there's a, a study, a reading, a praying, not just worshipping. No, please, no. no. Okay. Worship is a temple thing. There's a worship and thanksgiving, yes, and prayer, but with an agenda, with a plan, with a purpose, with a direction, mm. with, with a program. Mm. That's what Jesus is about. It's called the kingdom of God. That's something we shall teach at some point. But we're talking about Tillich, Paul Tillich and Kalbar. They discovered that something has gone wrong Society, secular society has become culturally demonized, demonically distorted, and becomes empty, and then it falls. The question then for us in Melbourne was, what happened in Melbourne? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In recent times, we discover. Mm -hmm. Very recent. Why? Very, very <laughs> recent. Why did God send that power? Why May 19, 1992, when everyone else was in laughter in Toronto? Yes. Yes, we were in laughter too. Would like to know what happened to us. May 1992, by November, by November, we were in a building and it shook like an earthquake from the ground. Yeah. Everybody was there. People saw that. Yes. I, all I said was, I feel an earthquake under my feet. My God, somebody, one of the pastors ran down. The power of God knocked him out, <laughs> fell seven times. People were falling out of yeah. their chairs and laughed all over the place. I yeah. said, this is like a chicken yard. It was just... I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. So laughter, and I said, wow, okay, so this one goes on. But, you know, laughter is not just laughter. God doesn't just laugh. No, well, um, that's where the lady had come and remember the... Oh, yes. The lady had had the dream. A woman had a dream that morning that in the night, and she was from a Greek Orthodox church, her husband, Greek Orthodox. She had a dream that there's a man who is coming to town and he has power under his hand. Mm -hmm. And so she said to her husband, I've got to go under 10. And she, he said, we are, we, we are Orthodox people. You're not going to go anywhere. So I don't know much about the Orthodox people, Greek Orthodox. I don't know the culture, families, husband and wife, whatever goes on. But he prohibited her from going. But anyway, in the end, she said, I'm, I decided to come anyway. So here she was on this morning when we started. So it was there from 10 a.m. We finished at 4. 
obviously the earthquake and the power and anointing from the ground from literally from the foundation of the building. That was about 4 p.m. when everything just was like pandemonium. But anyway, the first thing she did was when I got up to speak, she interrupted the meeting. She stopped me from beginning to speak. And she said, I want to say something. She said, I had a dream last night that a man was coming to town and he has power under his hand. But that's not the message. The message was but that all Christians, people who are born again, people who love Jesus Christ, they all have each one power under their hand. I was astonished. I said, well, there's no point for me to actually speak today. <laughs> I mean, if everyone is, if, if God has spread it to everybody, everyone has got the power in their hand now, well, there's no place for special, special preachers like me. But I mean, wasn't it brilliant? Because not only is she learning that, but, you know, you've got people that are starting to have dreams. They're yeah. starting to have visions. visions. The things that we're reading about in Acts. And in Joel, which, the book in, of Joel. In Joel, and which in some circles we've been told, oh, they wound up, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> like activism or anything, people are starting to come out going, I had a dream. I had a vision. This is what happened. I've come for healing. You know, I got told I had cancer and now I'm healed. These, the what, Acts what chapter we, two started What we're to trying to say is do not undersell the word Pentecost. Do not, yeah. do not squander the opportunity. Those scriptures are real. Those, that power is real. And it's here today as it was 2000 years ago. And what we're saying is that power we found is the answer. It that is the power answer. and anointing. When it's in the place, when it's the arena, I think only just day before yesterday, I came up with this thought. Wow, gee, I'd love to go back to Africa and do some of these events we're doing. Um, I always have an excuse just to go and do a gospel crusade because it's exciting. It gets exciting. When the Spirit of God begins to move and people come into Christ in the thousands, yes. you should come to our gospel events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to Council for Global Evangelization. Dot com. Dot com. Go yeah. and see. Go and read. What ministry is this? Yeah. You can see the pictures of the what the old calls and the, the and the events and things. What happens when you go into a city and you cover and you have an event and everybody on the ground is coming to Christ in a moment? It takes up at least 30 minutes and they're coming to Jesus and no end. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Called the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the proclamation. Mm -hmm. We shall get to that. What is proclamation? That's how important it is. You don't want to defeat Satan, talk proclamation. Yeah. But at this stage, we're talking about the move of the spirit and anointing and power. So Tillich and, and, and the Paul Tillich and Kalba discovered society, secular society in the West has been demonized, demonically distorted. We found out that in our city, Melbourne, the city in its foundations, and in fact, the nation. Yes. So University of Melbourne was the nest. It was the the... The, the cave, well, not exactly the cave. I mean, that is where spiritualists were based. Mm. Spiritualism in Australia was based in the University of Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Top academics, doctors, lawyers. We found out our first two prime ministers from 1900 federation year. We talk about the first, you know, Barton, Prime Minister Barton, followed by Deacon. We've got a university known as University Deacon University. That man, Deacon, specifically is the man. We read, read his biography. Mm. Spiritualists. Spiritualists, yeah. Spiritualists. Seances. Seances. All sorts of things. Listening to demons talk. Yeah. And guiding them about guiding federalism. Them about federalism. Mm. Mediums telling him he will be in parliament at such, such a time. Yeah. How he'll be prime minister. Mm. We can tell you from this ministry how a man called De Gaulle, a man called De Gaulle the great general from France, once after the end of the Second World War, how demon speaks 
the Hindu masters from the Himalayas are speaking to him in the forest near his residence, telling him how to govern France and what, how to do the politics. Mm. We can tell you from this minister so much we've learned. So if you see that we're so excited and, and you know, the, you know, the, the Pentecostal call it fire. It's the no, Holy no, no. Spirit. It's, 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 it's excitement. But it's the, it's the, the Christ in us. Yes. It's the knowledge as well. It's the knowledge as well, because when you start to understand the context, because mm. I, I think a lot of, a lot of Christians really want to know, right. Mm. Um, how, you know, how this Christianity we read in the Bible, right. Mm. It's very divorced from the life we live. Right. Mm. But they really, at the same time, they really want that. Right, the acts experience, the, the life they want it, but the how do works. you get there? Yeah, it, there's no bridge to it. Nobody is really living that. Nobody is really demonstrating that. It's far away, and so we've been told it's far away. Whatever you know, everybody mm -hmm. has their different position on that. But as a, as an individual Christian, we want God. We but want the answer is always, but we just don't. pray. Well, the answer is pray. You know, pray. going to prayer meetings. God's on the throne. I've read the end of the book. You know, don't worry, we'll all be taken in the rapture. Whatever the whatever whatever, the, whatever yeah. the, their position is. But in the meantime, we just live our life, we build our wealth, we have our families. We're, we're not the Acts chapter two kinds of people, right? We're mm. not we're not the Christian and the ones who wants Pentecostals. I mean, these days you can't even find them. Well, where are the Pentecostals? A lot of the denominations have vanished. Now it's it's so many other things. Well, it's, I mean, we don't know who is who. No, no, no. It's it's spotlights <laughs> and smoke machines and all sorts of things. So with mm. that Acts chapter two, that that book of Acts type of the church rolling out in the world, rolling out with, with an agenda, Christ, with power, with an agenda, mm. working together, with all things in common, that type of thing. Mm. We, we've left that far behind, mm. and but in our context, we. We started to kind of understand. That's why we call it a lab, right? We'd be reading the scriptures and we were trying to grapple, like even with the Holy Spirit that's happening in front of us, mm. right? Mm. And then we get thrown into, you know, like the the headline in one of the newspapers was, you know, the church throws out. What did it no, say? The word was um, healing church tackles the demons. <laughs> that was a secular newspaper. And one, um, one girl who had, was very sick, she was in the Baptist church around the corner. She saw the, the she picked out the newspaper from the rubbish bin. Somebody had got it, thrown it in the, the rubbish same bin. Newspaper, yeah. And she picks it up, reads this headline. She thinks, I need healing. She'd had um, lung transplant. Heart and heart, lung. Heart, heart and lung. Transplant. It was both. It was a heart and lung transplant. Yeah, yeah. She'd only been given a short amount of time to live. Yeah. And she wasn't in a great way. And she mm. reads this article and she goes, I'm going there. They might have a solution. I'll never forget now when she came. Imagine this young woman being hit by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Flung all over the buildings, everywhere. And this is the woman who travelled with us around the nations. Well, she'd been told, remember, the doctors had said, no strong emotion, yeah. you've got to be very calm, you're not allowed to travel because, you yeah. know, it's a threat, all the blah, blah, all the things. She was in that anointing all the time. She's the one that organized my hotels. Yeah, she flights. Went. I remember we being with her in Africa. You know, she was with us in Zambia, Rwanda, all the places they told her she'd never be able to go. She was. We, we must apologize. When it comes to a ministry of this kind, we can't give details sometimes. Yes. But it's been exciting, really exciting. And you might, you'll be able to read so much on our website, cancerforglobalevangelization.com, um, to get to understand what kind of ministry it is. It's a ministry of power of the Holy Spirit. Um, but we the, we we were understanding the scriptures, right? They were coming to life for us, mm -hmm. 
um, it wasn't a book. Now it's life. And those words were helping us understand our experience. And then the more there's you a, research. There's a, there's a man that came to one of the meetings and he, um, he was a Hindu, master's degree in, in geology. And he was right there in, in, in a building. And I was just singing a song. I just got up and got a, a song, something about the heavens, what, how God made the heavens and the earth. We're singing a song. I talk about the glory of God. And he said, the power of God came out of my singing, my mouth, as I sang the song. And I hid his chest. And he was in tears. So um, he said, why am I crying? We said, what's happened to you? He said, I just felt God put his hand inside me and take my hat out and put a new one. Yes. So um, I said to the man, I said, have you read the Bible? He said, no, I haven't. Never. Who are you? He's a Hindu. Mm. Um, and I said, that isn't a Bible. Yeah. God said he'll take a heart of stone. Yeah. And that's what he said. My heart was a heart of stone, he said. <laughs> and God took it out and he put it in a new one, a soft one. I said, have you read the Bible? He said, no, I haven't. Like, like the man Benny Hinn who said, God's people, yeah. people of God, people of God. That's his expression, Benny Hinn. Some of you know him. Should not, should all know him. People of God. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Yeah. But this is our learning journey. It's our learning curve. Yeah. This is God at work. We used to, these things would happen. And then we would sit around afterwards talking about it back and forth, like, like studying it. What happened? What Where did happened? it come from? What yeah. was the moment? What led to it? And the man came to Christ. He gave yeah. his life to Jesus. Yeah. He gave his life to Jesus. And this is what, you know, so much to be, to be said for power and anointing. Um, it is well known. Not everyone within the church of Jesus Christ believes in these things anymore. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, isn't it? That people may not even believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. What's the problem with that? Um, but we're talking about um, a demonized society. And in recent times, we had our research. We found out that you know our prime ministers were into sciences. We found out what people what was in in years later became new age movement. People thought this new age movement is actually that's the drag that what's left of a very highly sophisticated system of of spiritual powers that have replaced Christianity in the Western world. Yeah. So Tillich, Paul Tillich, and Karl Barovitz do not know the origin of it but they realize society has become distorted, secular society we're talking about. And we found that Deacon, the man who became prime minister, just before he got into parliament, by the way, the man had 1,500 books on everything. But he had acquired a, docu a book, out of a booklet out of the United States from 1870. By the way, we're talking about timelines here. If you want to understand God, how he works, and to understand how Satan works, the, the, you know, the good and evil thing, what people call good and evil, you will never know what is good and evil until you come into the power of the Holy Spirit. Because, Like Jesus said, if I, by the Spirit of God, can't cast out devils, then you know the kingdom of God has come to you. Yes. The other one, the other translation was, if I, by the finger of God, we're talking about the days of Moses here, mm. Because when Moses and Aaron went into Egypt to get the people out of bondage, the magicians, sorcerers of Egypt, at some point they just quit. The Americans use the word quit. They just quit. At that point they say, this is the finger of God. So that's where Jesus gets those words from. Yeah. He's talking about that historical experience of, his, of the Jewish people, the Hebrews. When Satan quits, mm. he takes the power 
you've got to cast Satan out. So we've got an expression in our ministry based on, our, on the lab, which we call Melbourne, the city where we encountered high priestesses, we encountered all sorts of, yeah. this is within secular society. We're not talking about church. When demons cried out people on the street, we discovered it takes power. But what do we mean by power? So there was a woman who came, one, this particular woman who became, who said she was high priestess. This is an interesting story because here is the, you want to know what does spiritualism look like. When you discover their personalities in your city, you know, principles and powers, yes, we know in Ephesians chapter 6, yes, principles and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, what does it look like? It's in your city. We believe cities are run by human beings who are involved with spiritualism. Mm -hmm. Why your church does not grow? Somebody in your city that has a lot of influence. He may be a businessman, billionaire, millionaire, could be, could be an Anglican minister, could be a Catholic priest, could be a lawyer and a judge. Doctor. Doctor. It could be a young woman that you think, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, she may just be the high priest. When we start to, she said, I need help. So when we start to pray for her, what happened was with that power and anointing, I had a friend, this was Shan's husband, mm -hmm. Rodney, Rod Ladlow. He was with me, the two of us praying for this woman in this building, empty building, just the two of us. Because I called him, I said, listen, I know this, because everyone's seen this lady. Mm -hmm. I said, she was like, witch of Endo. Mm -hmm. And I said, I need somebody else. So we start to pray. And the next thing is, I felt a blackout, like the whole universe, lights are gone out of the universe. Yeah. And I said, what happened to that anointing? You know, I began to come up with this hypothesis. Is it possible that the anointing is not enough? Is it possible that the Holy Spirit is not enough? Mm. Do Is Satan that strong? Is it possible? And it cannot be. So I decided within me, no, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is the winner any day. Power of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, there's nothing like it. But why is it at this moment, this woman began to speak words and she said, where is your power? Ha, 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 your power is gone out. Your power is cut off. When, when that happened, I was lost. I felt like, you know, lost at sea. God, there is nothing in this city like this power and anointing you've given us. And it was in that moment. And so I wish I could have said to Rod, my friend, I, I, I knew how he felt. I knew the thing is cut off. Have you ever heard about the thought, the idea that the Holy Spirit can be cut off? that they can have such power that they can take out the, the power station of the Holy Spirit. It felt like the power station is gone out. And I said, oh my God. So the, I had to hang on to something. I said, no. And, and in my mind, I said, I am not listening. Where is your power? Ha, ha, ha. It's cut off, isn't it? You have no power. That was Satan speaking. And I just maintain the altitude mm -hmm. in faith. That's all I did in that moment. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, pray in tongues and do not cease. Oh my God. <laughs> pray in tongues and do not cease. I said, by God, for a second, if I pray in tongues, I run out of breath. <laughs> I run, do not cease. How long, how, long, how long do I do that for? And off I went. Yeah, yeah. So you want to be Pentecostal when you really need to be Pentecostal because I needed that. needed all the help in the world. And I, I go off in dialect. I didn't have to lose breath because the next thing is the woman hit the ground and she started to move like a serpent on the ground all over the place. It was like a python. Mm. And then she went silent on the ground and after she got up, 
And, but what did it was when I was praying in tongues, speaking in tongues in the dialect, at some point I heard God say, call out high priestess. High priestess, come out. The demons, that's when the serpent moved. I go, oh my God. Afterwards, I said to the lady, tell me, who is high priestess? She said, that would be me. That's my rank in the city. We communicate without the telephone. Mm. The story of demonization of Melbourne of, as a city, I would like to say to you, it's possibly, the, possibly, it could possibly be the same in your city. Western society is the haunt of demonic powers and spirits. It's in people's lives. It's in government. It's in politics. Without the Holy Spirit, what? No chance. We, we don't have a chance. No we're, we're in chance. a difficult place. We're in a conundrum. But we, you know, so we're going to wrap up this episode, but this is the context that, you know, we're in and how how did we even, like what the journey that we took to get into that, um, to deal with it and the things that it came up is what we want to talk to you about because I think for anybody who is coming into things of the Holy Spirit or even the, those things that have been prophesied or those things that are, people are getting in dreams and visions, that kind of, like I say, I call it the acts, you know, that, that life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helpful. It's empowerment. Yeah. Empowerment to deal with things that we don't even know about. Exactly. That have been in our cities, in our societies for decades. What we shall talk about as we wrap up is that we shall come into the subject of 1870 because Tillich, Paul Tillich Calbert They've discovered there's been a demonization, distortion of secular society. What they don't know, it was happening in America and Australia just about the same time. Mm-hmm. 1870s, is a very important milestone. Mm. We shall talk about that. Yeah. And you want to know about spiritualism, and you get to hear about the word progressives. That is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being with us on Messianic Hour sharing our dreams and learning together. To be part of this global community, please visit our website at councilforglobalevangelization.com and subscribe.